Hello, and welcome to the Cornerstone High School Ministry Podcast. This message, given by Joseph Yarbrough, is Bad Friday and the I Told You So Sunday. And it is part two of our Road to Resurrection series leading up to Easter. Last Sunday was Palm Sunday. Last Tuesday, Kyle spoke. We talked about Jesus coming in and his up towards the triumphal entry of him on Palm Sunday. And for Palm Sunday, we let you guys join with your families. And we watched Colton represent Jesus which was pretty cool. Give it for Colton one more time. He did a really good job. He got to ride a donkey, which was pretty cool. And he led in and he showed the representation. We got to see a little bit of a visual pic- a depiction of what it looks like, that triumphal, victor- like victorious entry. And it looks so great. From what people said, they were just blown away. People were crying and stuff. But to think how much cooler Colton said, he said it looked so great and so victorious how much grander it was for the actual king of kings to come in and storm through those gates and say, I am not only here for war, I'm here and I've won it already. I have come for victory. And, that, and the week before that, we talked about his temptation in the 40 days. So we're going to be talking about two more things as we close out this, this, good, or this um, Walking Dead series. We're going to be talking about two more things in Holy Week. One that I want to point out to you guys that you guys should all partake in. If you are not familiar with Holy Week, Holy Week is the week where up to Easter, where all these things that we celebrate, one of them being Palm Sunday, some people are coming towards the end of Lent. How many of you guys are still doing your Lent, right? Good for you guys. Good for you guys. We're doing our Lent. And then another holiday that I think we should celebrate a little more in the Christian faith, faith, Maundy Thursday or Holy Thursday, to to celebrate the Last Supper. I didn't know this. We were looking up up, uh, all the Holy Week. This is a holiday, get this, that you celebrate by getting all your favorite food, and you go to meet your favorite people, and you just eat it. And I'm like, that's how I worship God? I'm like, why is there not this much emphasis on this holiday? Why are there bunnies and peeps, which are basically edible, like, sticky glue and, like, cotton balls, but there's nothing emphasis on Maundy Thursday. Like, they should have, like, at, like, Taco Bell, Maundy Thursday deal, In-N-Out Maundy Thursday deals. Like, buy one, double-double, get a four-by-four free. Monty Thursday, come and get it. But we're going to be talking about something. We're going to be talking about two holidays. And I have a different name for them to kind of make sense. And we're going to be talking about Good Friday coming up. How many of you guys look at your calendars and you've seen Good Friday, right? You've seen Good Friday. And then we're talking about Sunday. And what's this Sunday? Easter's. Easter's. I'm excited to see a lot of you guys have invited friends. And I know Easter is like a great service to start inviting friends. You know, come to church this one time. It's just Easter. It's going to be really great. Everyone wears their, their, best, their best shirt. This is my, this is probably my best shirt, I think. It's, it, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. This is a Ralph Lauren original. The jeans are Old Navy. <laughs> I think. I don't know. But we're going to be talking about Friday. And what I want to do is if you guys have your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to Matthew. Matthew 27. So Good Friday. How many of you guys have heard the term Good Friday before? Heard people celebrate in the Bible. It's on your calendar. It's a great Friday. So just by shouting it out, before, I want you to think back many, many, many years ago. Many, many, many years ago. Just close your eyes and imagine this challenge. I want you to think back many, many, many years ago to when you were 10. So a whole four years ago. Ha-ha, I make fun of you guys. You make fun of me for being old, I make fun of you for being little. Okay. Think back to when you were 10 and you saw that on the calendar. When you saw Good Friday, what did you think it was? What did you think it was? Just, so just shout out. Every eye close and so no one's going to hear where it's from. What did you, you think of Good Friday? 
A day to be good? A very good day? What else? Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. I'm looking at eyes. Send me. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. What else? Atari? Did someone say it? Oh, you said you're sorry. You're like, good Friday? Atari. I'm like, you're really old. If at 10 you had Atari and you're here, you're going to have to leave, sir. What else? What else? You guys had a good Friday. Just a good day? And just it was a good Friday. It's going to be a good Friday. I used to think it was like the day that you could just, like, that you had to be really good. And my mom used to lie to me about this. This is how terrible she was. It's because she had freaking, she had three kids that were just probably the most rambunctious kids that we couldn't just sit in a car at 10 and just be normal kids and sit there. If you had us in a two-minute car ride, we're just causing anarchy. We're, we're ripping out the upholstery. We're punching each other. Animals somehow get in the mix. Firearms. It's crazy. So in order to make us good in these car rides on Good Fridays and such, we would always make trips to go to see our family in, in the Wilmington Long Beach area where, where our family was. And Good Friday was told to us that it would always come about this way. We'd be driving, and she'd turn around to us and go, hey, it's Good Friday. If you're not good on Good Friday, the Easter Bunny sees it. Or Santa sees it. He tells the Easter Bunny, you don't get anything in your Easter basket. All of us just, I'm sorry, hands on your, you sit on your hands. Just that. So I used to think Good Friday was the dime that, you know, Santa comes to do like his, his midterm checkup on us, like his midweek status report, or mid, mid-year status report, and he would go, Okay, I'm going to evaluate. So far, you're on the good list. I'll relay my information via email through my Excel spreadsheet to the Easter Bunny, who would get that through the Easter Bunny Corporation. And then he would, he would print it out. He would send it to the chicks. The chicks would check it off, double-check the things, check the pie graphs, and then see the ratio of goodness to candy. And then that's how you got your Easter basket. That's why it was a three-day processing, obviously, three business days. So that's what I used to think Good Friday was. It sounds like a good Friday. Logical, right? I have a great mind for a 10-year-old. I, I, I counted for shipping. I accounted for cost. Cost via that. It was a great thing. And great, that's why the, the candy's so cheap when you get on Easter. You know what I'm talking about? It's not the grandest in the world. You get those, those eggs, and instead of actually putting like a nougaty center, it's like 90% hard chocolate. It's kind of dry. It's already like got that white chalk on it, you know, which is called blooming. Good for Colton. Good for Colton. <laughs> Pokey should know that too. I was hoping on Pokey here knowing it. She works at a chocolate factory. should know that. Okay. We'll believe you. Well, we're going to read our Bibles here. All right. And we're going to be reading about what Good Friday is. So if you turn to your Bibles at Matthew chapter 27, we're going to be reading about this processing fee, how exactly it works, how about they came up with this, this meeting between the bunny and Santa and how they would come together distribute the eggs, split up elves, you know, sometimes they'd have to get seasonal elves to just wear, you know, bunny ears so they can work for the, the Easter factory. So we're going to read about that in the Bible because it's all out there. We see all the commercials with the bunny. Everyone's getting their picture taken with the bunny, so that's why we're doing this. So it's going to say Matthew 27, and we're going to start in chapter, or in verse 32. Verse 32. It says, as, as they were going out, they found a man named Simon. They forced this man to carry his cross. Hold on, wait a second. There's no, where's the bunny at? I don't understand this. What's happening here is Jesus is, is, is not hanging out with the bunny. He's not those three guys talking about, you know, painting eggs and having a good time. Jesus is now just, is, is just been, has been beaten. He's been captured. He went from, all of a sudden, last Sunday, this, this last Sunday, he went from being hailed as, as the one who's going to 
rescue everybody. He's everybody's king. And they sing this out to him. Now he's being beaten, carrying a giant cross. All right? And as they were going out, they, they found a man named Simon. They forced this man to carry his cross. He's so weak, he can't, even, he can't even carry it up. When they came to a place called Golothic, or Golothic, or, uh, Golgotha, sorry, I can't say it. This, which, this means the skull place. They gave him wine mixed with gall to drink. And when he tasted it, he would not drink it. After crucifying him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. They sat down and were guarding him, guarding him there. Above his head, they put up the charge against him in writing, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Right here, this is what Good Friday is. And the shortest way I could do it, there's longer stories of it. Jesus is not treated like a king. There was no eggs that were laid under his, under his cross. There were no you know, meetings with Santa. In fact, he's in this moment, we go just right in the middle, guns hot, from being worshipped to he can't even find someone to carry his cross for him. They have to tell someone else to do it. They give him nothing but mixed wine and gall to drink, and he, could, he doesn't even want to drink it. And even after they crucify him, they get his belongings and they divide, they divide his clothes by casting lots. And then they sat where they were guarding him and where they hung above him to mock this man that they once called king. They write, this is Jesus as his charge, the king of the Jews. It is so, it is so sad to me to think that we could, I know, I, when, I was, when I first heard this, I thought to myself, how is this such a good Friday? I liked my way better, you know. Although it wasn't a glamorous life, you know, having to deal with UPS sometimes can be pretty difficult. Uh, you know, expedited shipping costs a little bit more. The price of living goes up. Eggs are now, by the weight, sensitive, very fragile. I liked my way better. The, the, most, the most sad part of my thinking at 10 was Good Friday was maybe I was short a couple pieces of candy. Maybe, maybe there was some... There was some miscommunication. Uh, some of the numbers didn't get put through uh, or maybe inputted or maybe they had a new intern over at the Easter Bunny factory. But I never thought at 10, my king, my God, before I even really knew him, the day that I called good, I wasn't even thinking of him. I was thinking of myself. And so was everybody else at this time. He, he was dying today. A man was barely grasping and holding on to life. For me, that is not a good Friday. That is bad Friday, my book. <laughs> to think to myself, why would anyone want to call that a good Friday? I think of just like, when, when I talk to my, I, I talk to a couple of my friends, I, I always hang out with a, a friend of mine named Ozzy, and every time I hang out with him, he always asks me how my day's going. You know, most of the time you say hi to someone, like, hey, how's it going, what's up, what have you been up to lately? But he always asks me what I did today. It almost reminds me sometimes how I talk to, like, my mom or something. Like, what did you do today? And it's so kind of off-putting, I still answer. But, like, every time I say I had a good day today, and I tell them, like, what did you do today? Went to work. I got a, had a great lunch packed. Uh, you know, got a lot of my work done fast. I hung out with some, some really cool students. Uh, got to read a little bit. Uh, played some guitar. And then uh, went home, and my favorite TV show was on. Um, Scrubs, by the way, if you're wondering for Easter, what's put in my basket complete DVD set of scrubs would be great. So, um, but I would tell him this is such a good day, but never once have I ever thought having a conversation with him and going, how was your day? It was good. 
well, what happened? Oh, it was great. I got flogged. It's, it's great. It's this new thing where instead of just a regular whip, it's got like metal claws in it. And they just, it perfectly, like I was always wondering to myself, how could I get whipped but also pieces of my flesh ripped out? And of course, these, these nice guards, they found out and they did it. Look at this. It's great. There's just, I could see my ribs from there. I look like, look like one of the Olsen twins. Look at me. I'm just great. Oh. <laughs> and uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You all know it's funny. Ah, Bible humor. I'm thinking to myself, I was, I was, I'm thinking, I would never describe it that way. What else did you do? Oh, it was great, man. They, you know, I, I came and, you know, I know I'm there to save everyone. And instead of them, you know, remember when they were worshiping me? I told you, like, last week I had a really good, you know, on, on, on Sunday I had a really good day. Yeah, where they were just calling me. They were, they were singing Hosanna. They told me there was a king. I got to ride a donkey. It was pretty sweet, man. Well, they did, like, something even cooler. And I, I'm thinking about, like, it's literally, like, the best Friday ever. It's Good Friday. It's so good that what happened was those same people, they were making fun of me. It was cool. They were mocking me. Uh, they were spitting on me. And then these guards that remembered me doing that and them calling me king, it was cool. They, they gave me a crown. Oh, that's cool. Was it, was, was it nice? Does it have jewels in it? Kind of, yes. Kind of. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a very humble crown. What do you mean? It, it, was, um, it was brown? It's brown? Why is it brown? It's thorns. It hurt pretty bad. It's... It, it's right, right here, right here. It's, it, it, needless to say, it's a little tight. Gives me a headache. But it's the thought that counts. It was a good Friday still. And then they went on. And, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't get, I, you know, I don't get enough exercise. And the problem is I don't stretch enough. So what they did was, just to be nice to me, they just stretched me out just really wide until, like, you know, just a couple ligaments were torn and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, man, I can never hold stretches too long. And just to help me out, they just nailed, just put nails in a piece of wood, and they just, they just hung me up there for a while, and it was, it was just a good Friday. It was just a good Friday. If anyone ever told me that, I would just be like, this was like a terrible day. This was like a terrible day. I mean, at, at risk of looking like, like the Olsen twins, I would just not want pieces of my flesh ripped out of me, okay? I mean, it's, it's, it'd be insane to me, like someone describing to you, this is literally a, a good day. To me, this is a bad Friday, a bad, bad Friday. We, what I see is, I don't know about you guys, I don't see an Easter bunny, I see murder. I see death. That sounds scary for a child to hear, right? Today's Good Friday. Murder and death is there. That's cra- that sounds like a, dis- like a disturbed version of Scooby-Doo. You know what I'm talking about? Can you imagine a Scooby-Doo, they cut out the little, the little good mystery and they find, like, a body like that. What's wrong with this body? It's got chunks of meat missing from it. It's got a crown of thorns, and he's stuck to, he's nailed to a tree. That'd be a messed up, like, when someone tells me that's a good Friday, I think that's the most disturbed, disillusioned. I almost think we should just rename it, call it Bad Friday, right? That's a bad Friday. All in favor, we're going to vote now. We'll take it to city council. All in favor, calling it Bad Friday. Say aye. aye. All in opposed, say nay. The ayes have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> George officially hated it. He just said the eyes have it. I know, I know. So, Bad Friday comes on, and then we come to Easter, where we celebrate, where we go, and where our Sunday best, and where people that have never gone to church all year come this one day and act like they've been there all year. It's pretty great. It's a great day. So it must be even better than Good Friday, right? Or, you know, if, if not, we've heard about Good Friday. Maybe it's even worse. Maybe it's like one of those, like, ironic nicknames. Like a guy whose nickname is Tiny, but he's really fat. You know what I'm saying? 
I have a, I, exactly. I actually have uh, my uncle. He works uh, with a longtime family friend of ours. Um, and it's, they, they work in a plumbing company. And there's uh, a, a father and a son. The father, is, his name is Larry. And his son's name is Larry. Very creative, as you can tell. Creative family. But the, the dad's name is Big Larry. They call him Big Larry, the plumber. And then his son is Little Larry, the little plumber. And I was like, oh, when I grew up, I always remembered, you know, like my, my uncle worked for, I never saw them, though, because he would always leave really early for work. And, you know, growing up more, they, my, my uncle started hanging out with them more. And I would see Big Larry, and I'd go, dude, Big Larry's, like, pretty in shape. He must even, he's kind of tall. That's pretty cool, I guess. Like, I guess it's because he's tall. I used to think he was kind of big. And then I see Little Larry, and in my defense, I love, I could say because he's kind of like my family. He looks like something that Jabba the Hutt throws up. I'm like, can he even move? Can he even move? And I'm like, dude, how are you little? How are you big? Something, something didn't go right. This was a couple years ago. Little Larry actually looks really good now. And he plays a mean guitar. He has a band that plays. Check him out. It's called Little Larry and the Gang. Good for him. Good for him. Little Larry and the Gang. Like I said, very creative with names. Very creative with names in the family. But I think maybe Easter, maybe it's ironic. Good Friday is not very that good. Easter must be just as ironic. It's good. And maybe, maybe it sounds good, but it's really bad. So what we've seen is we've seen murder. And something else we've seen is departure. And what I mean by that is that these, these, these disciples of Jesus, they were called out of, out of their lives. I want you to imagine this, that your, your life you're living. Think about how extravagant you really think it is. Not trying to impress anybody. When you write your life down on paper, does it sound that grand? I know, I know mine, man, I, it sounds kind of a boring life, you know. A lot of things I do is routine. Some of us have some pretty good lives. But none of us, I think, would ever say in our own lives, writing it down, we have a perfect life. No one would say, we have a perfect life. We have a perfect family. We have perfect friends. We have perfect things. We have a perfect school. We have perfect teachers. We have perfect relationships with our boyfriends or girlfriends. We have perfect television to watch. We have so many good role models in the world. Yeah. We have so many good role models in the world. We have just so much perfect in our lives. A lot of us wouldn't. A lot of us, our lives are routine. How many of you guys just wake up in the morning and blindly just walk to the bathroom and just, you find yourself like hours later, you're in class and you're like, how did I even get here? <laughs> I woke up. I mean, I, when, I used, when I, I used to be homeschooled and I would wake up at random days and when I had to go back to public school for my senior year, I remember like it just got to a point where I would like, alarm would go off and I don't think my eyes ever opened until I got in class. I just like beep, 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 beep. I use one hand. Just, you saw that. Just do that. I actually brush my teeth in the shower too. It saves time. It's way healthier than when you guys do because I think of every time you flush the toilet, everything's on your toothbrush. The more you know. I would get there, brush my teeth, put my clothes on with one arm. I'm just one armed guy. Just put my clothes on. And then I didn't wear shoes to school, actually, so, hey. <laughs> I walk there, I get there, and knock on my mom. 
what school take me school and I just sit in the car waiting for my mom to drive bye and then get get there just bell rings and sit down this where are we this is it'd be this It'd literally be this days of routine and routine every day. I'd just wake up and re- sometimes I wouldn't even wake up in the first class. I would just be, oh, die, homework, done, let's go. Then just wake up, what? What happened? This is fifth period. What? I've been asleep for 20 hours? It's insane. My life was, my, my life personally was just boring and routine. And a lot of these apostles, what happened is their lives were the same way. Every day, wake up. It's exactly, like, examples. With Peter, wake up. His alarm went off. It's probably a little bit more annoying. It's like a, it would be a crow. Only crows, crows three times and hit snooze. Ha, ah, Bible joke again. You get it. Just, God, God, throw a rock at it. Go in this rock shower. Apparently, they live in the Flintstone era. In my, in my, in my mind, that's what happens. Just showers. Yes, honey. Boat, fish, bye. Goes there, goes fishing, wakes up, and this man coming to tell him, you know, follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. Imagine someone recognizing your life, your routine, and saying, your routine, you hate it. It's boring. You have things in your life you're unhappy with, you're unsatisfied with. You have things in your life that hurt. And to you, they hurt a lot. To some people, they don't don't think they matter that much. To some people, they're really bad problems. And no one wants to deal with it. Any walk of life you're in, though, they, he, he calls you out on it. And he says, follow me. I'll show you where you're, where you're falling short, and I will change it. Of course these men go. They're going to they're gonna get a chance. Some of these guys aren't even believers. You've got to remember, these guys aren't avid Christ followers yet because they don't even know he's here. And they begin to follow and see. They've seen these miracles, and here comes Bad Friday. I'm sure they didn't imagine that this is what Good Friday was going to look like. We changed it to Bad Friday. That's why. So that's why I refer to it as Bad Friday, but in there, Good Friday, past tense. I'm I'm sure they couldn't imagine this is what their Friday was going to look like this week. If someone would have told them, like, this is coming up, this is going to be Holy Week in history. And we're coming up, and one of these days, Friday, it's going to be called Good Friday. I'm pretty sure they never thought that was going to happen. So in this, this thing, when I talk about we, we see departure and we see murder, they see this king. They see him being praised. They see these things, and in a week, it just, not even a week, a few days, it turns bad. And they're hoping that, he, you know, there's some, some miracle that happens that doesn't end in his death. And he, there they go on Friday, and they watch. As it says in Scripture, he shouted with a loud voice, and he hung his head. He shouted with a loud voice and hung his head. I'm sure the pain they think in their hearts, my friend, my teacher, the one who gave me hope in the parts that made me hurt, I didn't think he would die that way. I thought, I thought my king was stronger than that. I'm sure they were scared. And to think they wait one day and, and they think maybe he's coming back tomorrow. There's got to be. I mean, we saw him raise Lazarus from the dead and he'd been dead you know, for a while, maybe he's, he can do it in one day. And in those days, in those hours, every minute, doubting and hurting and feeling departed from. Feeling that their, their wrongs will never be made right. Feeling that, that, that death will never be beaten. And feeling that the kingdom 
the kingdom will never be at hand, like he said. And they're scared. Easter sounds so scary, but in scripture it says a lot that, that Jesus has come and he has already beaten death. He says this to them, and it says in, verse, in, in, in chapter 28, and what you guys, I really like you guys, if you have your Bibles or your apps, to read this with me in the very beginning. It says, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning. His robe was white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him, they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. They're looking to remember the hope they had in somebody. And this angel here is coming, adding more, more and more fear and more and more just confusion to their lives. And he says, he's not here. On an, in, on an initial standpoint, to think that, to hear that he's not here, that they've moved him, that he's no longer here to even, to even be in reach for them to, you know, mourn for and just and leave flowers to, they must be sad. But he says, for he has been resurrected, just as he said. Come and see the place where he used to lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead. In fact, He's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. Can you imagine this? We go from Good Friday to death and departure to an angel telling you, not only is Jesus done what he said he's going to do, he's beaten a bigger enemy. Going back to Palm Sunday, when these people are watching him march in and they're praising him, a lot of these people... When they're doing this, this the, the pulling down of the palms, it used to be a representation of, of victory, right? Of a king coming in. And a lot of these people, what they wanted was, they, they thought that he was coming back, and they wanted their Jesus to be a certain way. They wanted their Jesus to fit their box, their picture frame, right? They had a certain frame that they had that was fit for their, their poster boy image of Messiah. And it was only this big. Only this big. And because the size of Jesus' power and what he came for didn't fit the picture frame that they had, they didn't think it was him. So as he's coming in, they're thinking, when they're saying he's the king to save us, they're expecting him to overcome the Romans that are, that are in power here. But Jesus, in fact, is coming in peacefully saying, I've already won, but the Romans is what, is what not I'm fighting for. I am fighting death the greatest army that's defeated men for ages. Every army has fallen feet to my, to my enemy I fight, that I am the victor of, that is death. You have been fighting this enemy for so long, and guess what? I will win it. And here he does it. And they tell him, don't be afraid. Not only did I say, I, I, I did what I'm going to do, I'm resurrected, but I'm already one step ahead of you. I'm already at Galilee. You could see me there. Listen, I have told you what the angel Lord says. And it says in verse 8, Departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they go to tell the disciple the news. To think that they are they're in hope that maybe by running and going there, their fear that maybe they were lied to, someone was playing a joke on them, but also with joy that maybe there's some truth to this. They go on, and as they get there, it says, just then, 
Jesus met them and said, Good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. I can't imagine in this scripture the un, un I can't even imagine these un, these these unfulfilled lies, the promises that they thought they were they were fed by Jesus, only to be refulfilled. Their doubts, their sorrows, their fears, all just hung up on a cross one day, and everyone's calling this a Good Friday, when it's a really a bad Friday. We took a vote; it's official. I've gotten confirmation. The law is being passed by city council right now. You know, good for you guys. You get a sticker after it says "I voted." It's going to be great. But I can't imagine that they ever thought that on this Sunday. You know, there were some doubts, but to know that this Jesus is going to meet them with the simple greeting of good morning. Just imagine that God is meeting them where they are. This Easter, laying death in his grave. So we said, we see murder in this bad Friday. And on this Easter, God just changes it around to this I told you so Sunday. We go from bad Friday to See, I told you so Sunday. We're going to change it that way. No more Easter. We'll call it See, I told you so Sunday. All in favor? Aye. <laughs> All opposed? Nay. The ayes have it. George, confirmation? The ayes have it, George. Yes. But what happens is the bottom line of this is we see murder, but Jesus sees sacrifice. We see departure, he sees arrival. Arrival of new chances. We see wrongs that are unrighted. We see, he sees that God has righted our wrongs. He's defeated death. He has, in fact, come back from the dead. He's given us a great, not day, but a great week. Because the kingdom of God is here. 